Welcome to Season 1, Episode 10 of Four Seasons and a Funeral, the show where we go back and watch shows that had four good seasons and a less-than-ideal fifth season. Today we are talking about Season 1, Episode 10 of Fringe, Safe. My name is Charlie, and joining me today are Nick and David. Hi, I'm Nick. Hi, I'm David. Uh, the TV Guide description reads... Wait, no, before TV Guide is banter, always. God damn it, Charlie. We need to discuss what we've all been doing in the past week. <laughs> so many things. David. No, this all stays. Oh. <laughs> Excellent. So what have you guys been up to recently? Um, it looks like I'm probably not going to be working at the local grocery store for much longer because we are now super, super ahead on orders, um, which I'm kind of happy about because it means that I can go back to a normal sleep schedule. Yeah, that might be fun. Yeah, I miss mornings. I really miss mornings. Mornings are nice. Yeah. See, I'll like look at the sunrise at 7 a.m. and then go, man, I'm so sad I have to go to bed right now. <laughs> I mean, you don't have to. I did, David. <laughs> you could just pull a David and go, eh, it's, it's late enough. I can just stay up for 30 hours. Well, no, it would be 48. <laughs> yeah, don't be a coward. <laughs> I am I am very much looking forward to the day where I just go, nope, I'm not going to bed right now. Going to bed in like 12 hours from now when I, you know, when the day's over and I can just I've, switch back. I've done that. Oh, wait. Sorry, I've done the thing where I've stayed up all night and then proceeded to stay up all night again. <laughs> oh, why would you do that to yourself? It was back in high school, I think for uh, drama, drama club, some of the theater productions we were doing. I would have late nights when I was trying to like uh, write a script or figure out costuming. And I would just be like, oh, well, I stayed up for 48 hours. Okay, at least I got that job done. <laughs> This is why your uh, this is why your bones are short, David. It's why you're so short. You can let your bones grow at night. They know when you're awake. I also think I might have just heard a knock on the door. So give me one sec. Okay. Sorry, well, guys. You'll get murdered by yep. a pandemic visitor in in this post-apocalyptic situation. It's a rude way to revert to the upstairs neighbors. Oh, they deserve it. Um, <laughs> I think what I've been up to is realizing that. Charlie, you and I are the same person <laughs> because the so. the Assassin's Creed uh, the new trailer Valhalla came out, and I was remarking to Charlie before we started recording this, like, "Oh man, yeah, I saw the trailer, and I really wanted to play like Assassin's Creed Origins. I didn't play it, so I thought I'd give it a try." And Charlie remarked that he had literally just uh, also gotten <laughs> Assassin's Creed Origins because he saw the trailer and went, "I haven't played those games. I should give it a try." I played it literally like three hours ago before dinner, and I had the exact same thought of, hmm, yeah, I should play these, which is oddly enough, not the first time this has happened. No, it's definitely not. A startling amount. But yeah, it's because we have the exact same interest, and then we browse Reddit, and we browse the same <laughs> subreddits, and so we'll see the same thing on Reddit and be influenced in the same way. I think the most confidence I have in our friendship is that we will have browsed Reddit, seen the exact same things, and then still find stuff to talk about. Yes, indeed. Instead of just being like, hey, did you see this? Yeah, I saw that link already. And then just stop talking. <laughs> no, it's usually like, oh, yeah, I saw that link. Did you read this comment? Yeah. <laughs> I'm back. And now that Nick's back, we can finally get on with the episode. Glad to hear you guys were shit talking to me for like six minutes straight there. Oh, it's not. It's all going to stay in, too. Excellent. It's That's what I like cut. to hear. Now we've got to record a shitting on him to cut that back in, Charlie. <laughs> <laughs> After this is done, let's have a separate call and we'll record <laughs> us just shitting on Nick to intersperse. For six whole minutes. <laughs> Anyways, back on track. Uh, the TV guide for this episode reads, 
A series of bank robberies is investigated by Olivia, Peter, and Dr. Bishop, whose discovery of a personal link to the tech-savvy thieves' ambition ultimately puts one of the trio in grave danger. Super grave ambiguous. Danger. Again, dun, dun, dun. it's fringe, so they got to be tech-savvy thieves. Which, to be fair, they've got some pretty cool technology. Like, they, they do have the technology going. Yes, they do. Because if y'all remember from last episode, Guy can put his hand through solid matter. Well, not last episode, two ago. Yeah, because there's the in-between episode where they do the butterflies. Oh, yes. yeah, that weird one. Sorry, two episodes ago. But yes, we, we now have some continuation uh, from what, what music can create. Yes, the plot line continues. And yeah, we're starting to see some continuity between episodes and some super cool fringe happening at yeah. the start of this episode. Fringe. Yeah, because we open up on uh, Loeb, who had the dude, he was the dude with the parasite around his heart, and mm-hmm. was the ultimate, like, him and his wife double cross in, uh, what was it, in which we meet Mr. Jones, yes. I think was the episode. Um, and they walk up to this big vault and set up kind of the same rig on a much larger scale that he did on the safe to grab the app on this big vault. And yep. then uh, they fire a cable through and then they start walking through the vault yes. and they start emptying out one specific safety deposit box. Um, and they only have like 57 seconds. It's yes. a very cool effect to it as well, because it's not just them, them phasing yeah. through it. Like the wall kind of ripples, like it's water. It's like how the flash is explained to move through solid matter. He vibrates his molecules. So they're out of phase. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's basically what I think the show is trying to show them doing. Yeah. It is a really, really cool manner. I don't think they ever go into the details of what the science is supposed to be for no, it. This is, uh, disagree. This is one of the th- Do they? They they don't go they oh, don't no, go fully they... into the science, but Walter does his little explanation later on. Oh, yeah. right, 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 with the experiment, right. I we get we get tenth grade science class in this yeah, episode. Exactly. Yeah. We we get we get some we get some atoms being mostly empty space. Yeah. But because they couldn't get away flawlessly and we need a lead in for the episode, um, one guy is too slow. Well, he's not and... too slow. It's the uh, the uh, wire they send through, which is a giant magnet they shoot. Uh, it's stuck and doesn't disengage. So yeah. he sends Loeb through first, and he's like, he's like, go through first, I'll be right behind you. And of course he isn't, because it takes a while for it to disengage it. And as they're pulling him through, whatever weird fringe science they were using to make the wall uh, less solid wears off and becomes solid, leaving the dude stuck. I think he has a hand and his head through. Yeah. yeah. And you've got, uh, you've got about... Uh, you, you get some of his body, but most importantly, the cable does get out. Um, so yeah. they didn't leave that behind because that was what Loeb was the most cared about the most there. <laughs> yep. And horrifyingly enough, he isn't dead somehow from this because Loeb then shoots him. Yeah. Well, his heart is like out of the wall. So it's if it does do like a solid phase back in, then those organs would still be working. He would be fine for a little bit. No, if no. it does a solid phase back in, he gets chopped in half. Yeah, uh, he's stuck in. That means like, there's still like, like he he gets telefragged if there's a solid phase back in. It's like that ma- that matter doesn't come back. Is like is what I took away from this. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if there's a solid phase back in, then there's an explosion. Yes. There's also that. Yeah. <laughs> telefrag. Get, yeah. <laughs> you get a big explosion because can't have shit in the same space. Yeah. In general, yeah. science doesn't like that. Yeah. So, but like, I don't know. What I took away from this is like the uh, the extra matter just kind of goes around. Yeah, 
I guess, or maybe like fills into the cavities in his body, like fills in where it can. Ooh, there's not that much empty. There's not, there's really not that much air in the human body is all I'm going to say. Like there's not a lot of space in there. No, but there still is space that is now full yeah. of concrete. Yeah. How and much that's... space? Like, I, I think that's negligible is what I will say. Really? Yes. Really? You don't think like filling your colon up entirely is a lot of space? Well, no. The important thing to recognize is when there isn't shit in your colon. It is like closed. It's closed. I it think expands. There's still, there's still space. Like his lungs were definitely part of his lungs are definitely oh, stuck yeah. there. Like, well, actually, we know for a fact his lungs weren't because uh, he's still speaking. Well, he gets breathe. one word out, or he gets like a sentence out. He gets a sentence yeah. out, and then Loeb uh, shoots him in the head, which is probably more of a mercy than anything. Yeah. Well, it, it's not just a mercy. It's a well. We don't want anyone talking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I will point out that they did all put on like gas masks as well when they went through, and they made sure to yeah. cover up all their skin. So I thought that was an interesting touch. Yeah, yes. they leave they leave kind of the process of this, mm -hmm. I think, mostly vague. Um, but then the fringe team shows up and Broyles reveals that two other bank vaults, one in Cleveland and one in Baltimore, have both been hit in the what they now know is the exact same method because they had no proof of it before of how yep. they got into the vaults. And weirdly enough, Olivia recognizes the guy stuck on the wall. And she says she served with him in the Marines and had dinner with him and his wife at his house, which is yep. news to us because we never knew that Olivia was in the Marines before. No. Yeah. When I heard this again, I was like, I, has, has that been brought up ever? Like, I don't remember her ever being serving in the Marines. But also really good writing because you're like, eh, maybe she did. And this is the only time it's come up. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is. But it is very well done. She identifies him as a Raul Lugo. Raul. Raul. While she decides to go and talk to Raul Lugo's wife and sort of investigate what he's been up to and why did he show up dead halfway inside of a uh, safe, the uh, bishops decide to go to a local hardware store in order to buy a saw in order to cut the man out of the wall. Yes, and we briefly cut back to the bank robbers and Loeb isn't letting anyone see what's in the boxes because he's a secretive little, little man. And... <laughs> I had a different insult prepped, and then it keeped my mind. Nice. Uh, and he's like, we got one more box. Uh, secretive little man. <laughs> <laughs> just just a he little dude. <laughs> you secretive little guy. Insulting. <laughs> For this uh, guy who's essentially become a bad guy in the series, he's a secretive little man. <laughs> Sounds like something that you tell your, like, you know, nep niece or nephew, your nephew. <laughs> Look at you, little man. Look at you, little secretive man. <laughs> Would you get me Hiding that surprise birthday party to... and keeping me away. I'm not allowed to tell you, Uncle David. Oh, aren't you a secretive little man? <laughs> How would There's I know that you murdered this guy two words. weeks ago? It was um, a poor choice of words. But yeah, so he's hiding everything. They and injects himself inject. with something as yeah. well. They all start injecting themselves, essentially, with something. Yay, drugs. And the guys aren't very happy with the fact that they left their friend to uh, die. And they say, like, we had a second kit. We should have tried to rescue him. Well, they said we have one. We had one more charge. Yes. We had a second charge. Yeah. So Loeb is very no-nonsense, though, and essentially says, just suck it up. Uh, we have another one to hit as well. Yeah. Um, and then, then we cut back to science prison at this science point. Science prison. Science prison. Yeah. And uh, David Robert Jones is greeted by his lawyer. Uh, I, I will, 
One of the things that really annoyed me about Science Prison at this point is how much of a stickler for the rules they were with Olivia. But then when he's talking with his attorney, like anything goes. Well, I think, yeah, yeah. Well, I think there's a difference between a random visitor and and your lawyer. Right? Yeah, but he he's a bioterrorist. Like he doesn't like he doesn't get the same rights. <laughs> he is getting an awful lot of things brought to him in prison. Yeah. And you know, like that you know, even if they can't have like a recording device in the same room, you know, y- you keep an eye out on the lawyer, right? Like like he's also being like, "Hey, bring me all this stuff. Tell tell the people this." And you're like, would they really be giving him that? Like, would they really yeah. be saying that? Like, I think even if it couldn't, even if it's not admissible in court, I'm pretty sure there'd be a recording of this, of what was happening. Oh, 100%. But I guess they're just like, eh, she's talking, you know, completely legitimate business. It's fine. <laughs> this is science prison. This is science prison where you can talk about science stuff. <laughs> I do just like how his lawyer's like, hey, here's like an appeal form. I need you to sign it. It probably won't go through, but like, gotta do our due diligence. And, um he flips over the sign the sheet he needs to sign and is like oh yeah i need these items and then give that guy another 100k <laughs> yeah it was an interesting it was an interesting little time with with that i i wasn't i wasn't particularly pleased with the goings on of the science prison and this no. episode <laughs> were you expecting it to be like a reputable prison with a name like science prison yes hey who knows maybe he paid off the guard somewhere to shut off the recordings or something maybe because do they ever say what he's in prison for like specific crimes um, oh i don't know if they say a specific crime he is in there because he's a bioterrorist though exactly and which in general and i assume you know. science crime because he's in science prison exactly he was a genetic weapons trafficker and was eventually imprisoned at science prison in germany due to his position possession of state secrets so straight so up a traitor is, and a terrorist. Like so he is a secret keeping little boy. <laughs> He's getting also away, getting away from the little boys. I think we we, <laughs> uh, <laughs> we sort of hovered over or flew over the scene where the bishops are at the hardware store. That was a great scene, which was fantastic. Even though it has absolutely no adhering to the plot, it's just them at the hardware <laughs> store going, "Yes, we would like to buy an electric saw, please." It's like, oh, what for? It's like, well, it needs to have a replaceable blade and be powerful enough to cut through tissue and bone. Yeah. <laughs> it was... And the poor, like, hardware store employee just kind of points them towards it and starts running away. And Peter just calls <laughs> out to her, like, no need to call the police. <laughs> you know, exactly what you say, exactly what you say to someone before they call the police on you. Yeah, really makes me want to call the police <laughs> surprising but well there, so to be fair there is a little bit of substance from this scene as well because we have um the start of the disagreement between walter and peter about you know walter not particularly approving of peter's uh oh, know, yes. um traveling history we'll say what is this, this really snide comment about where uh he's like wow this hardware store is amazing like and peter going just like well this these kind of stores are common everywhere if you were out of prison and then that's walter going like yes you would know that wouldn't you (laughs) very snide what a weird way to summarize that conversation (laughs) that's what i got yeah (laughs) basically fuck off stop judging my life you don't have that you don't have the right to do that anymore (laughs) 
No, but it just came across David's summary as like, oh, wow, hardware stores are great. And Peter's like, yeah, they're kind of cool. You would know this if you weren't crazy. And Walter's <laughs> like, oh, you would know that because you're not crazy. <laughs> David's That's exactly definitely... the subtext that I was getting. <laughs> David's definitely on Walter's side in all of this. Walter did nothing wrong. Listen, Peter should stop running around everywhere so much. <laughs> Stay in one place like Walter. Stay in one place and do some crazy, crazy science. And hate on some butterscotch pudding. Yes. But yes, after we visit science prison, we see Olivia visiting Raul Lugo's wife, Susan Lugo. Raul? Raul, Raul. yeah. I can't roll my R's like that. It's not Neither can I. I cannot roll my R's at all. Or would you rather be it? Raul. David, it is simply it is simply Raul. 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 Ghul. That's actually Raish. God. It's Raish Al Ghul. Thank you very much. You would know this conversation now. I can't I can't continue on that on this uh on these notes. Uh but yeah, so this entire scene, um I couldn't watch it the second time. I had to skim it because if there's one thing I hate the most in life, it's secondhand awkwardness and embarrassment. Oh yeah, so cringe is physically painful. I I I couldn't watch this the entire conversation the second time. <laughs> the first time was hard enough for me. <laughs> like I'm down for seeing people explode. I'll watch the butterflies the second time, sure, but not this. This I have to <laughs> skip through. <laughs> It's, it's it's good to know where your limits are. David. Baby is is a like a beautiful sunset in comparison to this scene. Oh man, it hurts so bad. I just remember, like literally, the, the wife like came into frame, and I remembered what was about to happen, and I was like, nope, skip, skip, skip. <laughs> no, please, no, please don't do this. Basically, Olivia goes and is like, "Oh, it's so good to see you again." And she's like, I have never seen you before in my goddamn life. And she's like, Yeah, of course you have. This couch was over here. We did this. You made this. And she's like, that was not you. I don't know who the fuck you are. John Scott was there that night. I was really hoping she was going to go. And then we had that threesome upstairs. (laughs) (laughs) She has some of those memories. Do you think she remembers having sex with herself? Ooh. Hmm. Or does Massive Dynamic only have those memories? And they're like, fuck, why was this all we got out of them? (laughs) Yeah, she doesn't have all the memories, to be fair. That's true. Basically, for those who don't know, uh, John Scott's memories are bleeding more and more into Olivia's conscious mind. Yeah, it's it's getting to a, it's, it's getting to a bad point. Like you know, seeing him, hallucinating him—that's fine. But you know, recalling things that didn't happen—that would yeah. be an amazing sci-fi brothel. Instead of actually having sex with people, you just got implanted with memories of having sex with people. Ooh. Hmm. It's like, hey. We have all these celebrities' memories of them banging their hot wives. We can implant them in your brain. That is an interesting concept. I gotta. I'm gonna write this weird sci-fi movie. (laughs) It's gonna be a really fucking weird fanfic, David. (laughs) Well, I mean, you don't even have to have. That could just be an element in your sci-fi world. It doesn't even have to be like a sex brothel. That 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 could just be you know what Pornhub's new thing is. Doesn't even have to be sex. It could be any happy memory. Oh, this is just Rick and Morty. Never mind. This has already been done. This is just an episode of Rick and Morty, guys. It's like it kind of feels Black Mirror-ish too. Yeah. No, we've just hit Rick and Morty and Black Mirror. Never mind, guys. Let's let's continue. <laughs> 
you mean th- that episode of Black Mirror where he, he has sex with his friend, but it's not gay because he's a girl in the video game? Oh, that's a completely different story, though. <laughs> Big question, though. Is that gay? <laughs> it's emotionally gay. In, in that is- instance, is kissing the homies gay? Emotionally. <laughs> emotionally. great. Emotions have no gender. It's, it's, the Hot real question is, did he enjoy it? <laughs> Anyways, after Olivia realizes she has all these memories in her head, uh, we cut to massive dynamic, where we see Nina Sharp talking to her team of memory crackers as they try to crack into Scott's head and take his memories. Also, whoa, we missed, we missed a whole scene that I really, really enjoyed. But we're back at the bank vault real quick. Oh, the brief explanation of how the tech works. Well, no, we're we're back we're back in the bank vault, oh. sawing off this dude's arm. Yes, um, I forgot. It intros in on Walter with a blade, and then an arm dropping onto a platter held by Peter. Yes, and we then do get an amazing line out of this because Olivia enters back into the frame um, and comes and is talking to the bishops, um, and you know, just as um, like well, Peter's just like, "Hey, are you all right? Like, you look like stressed." And Olivia's like, no, I'm fine. And Walter's like, no, Peter's right. Your pupils are dilated. It's a symptom of high stress. Unless you're using hallucinogens. Are you tripping, <laughs> Agent Dunham? <laughs> I really love that line. Uh, Walter has a lot of good... I think it might be an episode that happened already, or it might be a future episode. But he's like, ah, there's nothing quite like homemade LSD. <laughs> Walter, Walter's like experiments into drugs and just constantly bringing up the casual drug use and sometimes trying to get others to do it is great. I fucking I love mean, it. At this point, are there really experiments into drugs and more of like a routine of drugs? Well, no. What he's doing with Olivia at random points with the drugs are experiments still. Yeah. <laughs> no, but I mean like personally. He knows what he likes. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. I'll give you that one. He, 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 he does know what the good shit is. Uh, you don't get around to making your own LSD without knowing exactly what kind of trip you want. <laughs> it's like, well, I hope I, I hope I, you know, mix these exactly right this time. We're going for the good trips. Sure, even if he did mess it up, he would be excited about the learning experience. Yeah, That's probably. True. Olivia tells him, like, oh, I'm experiencing John Scott's memories. And Walter's like, that shouldn't have fucking happened. But let me look into that. But not right now. I have a body to examine. Yep. I have a cool science body to examine. Is this yep. where they find out he's radioactive? No. Well, yeah, we get we get the massive dynamic scene immediately okay. following yeah. this, where we learn that yes, no, John Scott is still being held by massive dynamic. Um, and they've just been trying to get his memories for the past, you know, nine episodes. And gotten not that far, essentially. That seems a lot longer than six hours. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever, they have technology. They, they have the technology, but it's, it's fine. It's whenever you start. You've got to start within six hours of death. <laughs> and <laughs> you have you an keep, infinite amount of time. If you keep the machine running, it's fine. Like, I will say, his body is impressively intact for the probable, like, month to months that it's been. And then, uh, Walter, we get our science experiment. Yep. Uh, where Walter's like, here's how they got through the door. Uh, atoms have a lot of empty space around them, so if you vibrate them, you can just go through them, like this action figure in a in a jar of rice. I like the beginning of that as well, where he's just Peter's going to Walter, and he's like, "Walter, what are all those?" And he's just like, "These are toys. These are your toys." And just Peter's like, <laughs> "No, no, they're not." <laughs> I guess and they're Walter's mine. Like, then. oh, <laughs> they're my toys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, it's... this uh, this this technique of shaking 
like a bunch of small things with a one big thing in it uh, was the trick to get toys out of cereal boxes back in the day when they were in the cereal. If you mm-hmm. shake it, it'll displace around and go underneath the toy. So you just keep shaking the cereal and it eventually rise to the top. Yep. It's also how you get all the marshmallows from Lucky Charms. Yes. That is do, the they, trick. Uh, <laughs> do they still put toys in cereal boxes or is that a thing of a. Oh, they put them around. like outside. In its own plastic thing, because of like health and safety and choking hazards. Yeah, with with the whole like U.S. and Kinder Eggs thing, I could see them being like, "Let's not put plastic <laughs> in cereal anymore." Oh no, a Kinder a Kinder, uh, a Kinder Surprise Factory got shut down because of COVID. Oh no! Really? Yeah, it's super sad because they make Ferreros there. I guess they were putting the wrong thing in those eggs. <laughs> <laughs> they were putting disease in. Oops. Uh, they find out that uh, Raul is... Raul! Uh, Raul. Raul. There we go. Um, radioactive as well. Radioactive. Just a little science experiment. Yeah. And... Uh, really, guys? Really? Um, copyright strike, yeah. Copyright, copyright strike, strike, yeah. There we go. Okay, David, continue. Afterwards, where <laughs> Olivia decides to go to a bar where she knows one of uh, Raul's old friends is working as a bartender to try and figure out uh, sort of who Raul's friends at the VA were, because they realize that that must be where he was um, recruited for the heist uh, crew. And Peter's like, bar, that sounds like a good time. I'm coming with <laughs> And, I'm a functioning alcoholic. Which is a great line as they leave, by the way, with Walter going, There's no, do, like, do you want to watch my science experiment again? And just Peter going, nope. And he's going, Astrid, do you want to watch my science experiment again? And Astrid going, nope. Well, no, Walter he never says Astrid. Astrid. Dude, we're too, we're too far. We're too, too early in the, in the series. He doesn't say Astrid. He's like, miss, would you like to watch the science experiment again? Yeah, we're way, we're way too early in, in the series for him to actually call her Astrid. Yes. This is, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm honestly pretty sure this this episode, it's not even it's not even like trying to like get like the, the like Astro or anything oh, like that. No. It's just miss. Yeah. But yeah. And then I think he does it anyways, just because it's yes. a little like vibrating football table. And he's like, <laughs> and then watches this dude sink into the sink into the rice. Uh, and then they go and find out that uh, Raul was uh, going to the VA hospital for post-traumatic stress because of the Gulf War. And then Olivia calls Broyles and be like, hey, what hospital does he go to? And then they settle down for some drinks. Because yeah. Broyles is like, I'll figure it out within an hour. Which, to be fair, goddamn, that's that's fast, considering it wasn't in his file. So Broyles is just going to be I calling mean, up dudes like, hey. <laughs> also, kind of surprised Broyles wasn't like, huh, fine. So you <laughs> found about Raul. Here's everything he's done for the past nine months. We've been We've investigating been him. <laughs> Here's everything you need to know to solve this case. <laughs> I couldn't tell you before because you didn't ask. I would like to point out at this point, so like we do know that Raul's been out of the military, but when we first hear that like it was like Raul and we've got like it's Loeb is part of this and you've got Raul and it's like, God damn, like what is um, like what is what is ZFT doing that they've decided, um, hey, this team that we're going to send out is just full of like really probably like important people in our organization like you lose Loeb and you lose a mole and you also lose a pretty good leader and like at the time when you hear about Raul you're like okay cool he was in the marines he's probably still got trust within the government it's a a decision to send him out on this bank robbing job 
Well, I mean, if you're confident that no one's going to get caught. Yep, that worked out so well. Yeah, well, you know, mistakes happen. People get hey, trapped in walls all the time. No one was caught alive. That, yeah. That's fair. God, Nick, why you got to be such a downer? So while uh, Olivia and uh, Peter are hanging out at the bar, uh, they're doing card tricks at each other, or Peter's trying to do cool card tricks and such. And uh, he essentially does a card trick where he rips a card up and it shows up in her closed beer bottle. And then Olivia shows off her trick, which is not really a trick. It's just that she has a really good memory. <laughs> she's just flexing at this point. There's yeah, no really like sleight of hand. Deck, I think. Yeah, there's no sleight of hand. It's just that she has a perfect memory. Yes. And she's like, oh, I know all these license plate numbers, locker combinations. Oh, and those numbers of the safety deposit boxes we're investigating. Let me rattle them off for you right now, as if this is new information for you. Well, because she's flexing again. It's yeah. it's great. And we get that the uh, the three numbers are 233, 377, and 610. Which just so happens to be the Fibonacci sequence. Well, Peter doesn't know that at the time. He just knows those numbers. And he's like, God damn it, I know those numbers from somewhere. And it's because Walter recites them every night as he goes to sleep. Because Walter doesn't count sheep. fall asleep. Yeah. Walter doesn't count sheep. Walter counts reproducing rabbits. <laughs> and then he also recites the chemical formula for root beer, I think, at some point. Well, yes. that's because he had a craving for root beer. Yeah. And then he went and made his own root beer. Which, hey, kudos to him. Uh, we did also miss the cutaway back to Loeb and the crew um, learning where their new... Uh, oh, yes. The next target. For... The next target is. And um, the crew, who at this point has no idea about what's going on, because Loeb won't yeah. actually let them in on anything that's happening. Yeah. They're just there. Um, them finding a map uh, of Germany with a bunch of lines drawn on it. And they're like, wow, it's like he's planning some kind of invasion of Germany. And you're like, hmm. <laughs> No one's done that before. It's usually the other way around. <laughs> it's concerning. <laughs> uh, we did also uh, skip Walter explaining everything. He was like, this would take a lot of energy to send someone through physical matter. Uh, they're probably radioactive. In fact, that guy's hand is radioactive. And more so than I'd like. Yeah, and they're yeah. like, how radioactive? And he's like, probably just a little. Put the Geiger counter over it. Ooh, more than a little. <laughs> he's like, ew, that's not a good number. I'm just going to walk away from this situation. <laughs> not good, but okay. Not going to hurt me, but probably going to hurt them. That's a reference to Chernobyl. Go watch Chernobyl. It's how many seasons? One. It's a HBO miniseries. They're not allowed to watch it. Yep. No. You can only, you can only recommend... Five season shows. And the last watch one Chernobyl five times, but the last time, watch it in a language you don't know. I bet That'd it's make it good, funny, though. though. <laughs> yeah, you, you still don't understand, show. Charlie, how upset I am that the, that the fringe disc that you gave me doesn't have Portuguese, um, <laughs> Portuguese Walter in it, because Portuguese Walter was the best. Hey, that box set explicitly says no Portuguese. You shouldn't be shocked. You knew right on the front cover, I was like, God damn it, all I wanted was Portuguese Walter. And all I can get are Portuguese subtitles, which are not as good as Port Portuguese Walter in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> um, yeah, and as they leave the hideout, uh, one guy notices his hand is shaking. And it's either because he's nervous because they're about to do crime, or he has radiation poisoning. It's like a 50-50. But, you know, uh, he's just pretty sure he's nervous, you know? Yeah. It's been a it's been a stressful couple days. He told his he told his wife he was you know just going out for a weekend with the boys. This isn't, Which isn't exactly a lie. That. <laughs> it's you not know, quite it's Vegas. Just 
that flop sweat, the hair falling out. That's just stress, right? Exactly. Yeah. We then cut back to um we'll we'll then say that we cut back to the the next um bishops yeah, and Olivia scene out where the Fibonacci sequence, Walter's like, oh shit, those boxes are mine. I really like how Walter's like, it must be a coincidence. And then he's like, unless I'm the only one crazy enough to run out safety deposit boxes like that. <laughs> I'm the only one who knows what the Fibonacci sequence is. Well, no, he says, he's like, Peter, you should have known that. He does say that. And I mean, Peter really should have known that. Yeah. Especially if Walter's been reciting it every night. Like, you, 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 at some point, you just kind of go, okay, I'm going to go figure out what the fuck he's saying. Come on, Peter, you're basic. You know, when it starts off with one, one, two, three, five. Yeah. That's pretty iconic. Uh, yeah. So despite Walter knowing that the safety deposit boxes are his, uh, they're missing several pieces of crucial information. Uh, he can't remember why he got the safety deposit boxes, uh, where they are, or how many there are. Yep. So, you know, everything you would like to know. So it's par for the course with Walter. Yep. You get just enough to go off of something, but not enough to actually have a solid lead. Oh. And yeah, um, we then uh, cut back to Massive Dynamic, continuing to try and get uh, stuff off of John Scott, mm -hmm. um, and learn that they were able to access his optic nerve, which I believe we'd already seen done once before in the series. Yes, in the upper lip brain surgeon creepy stuff. Yeah, that was a super cool episode. Um, rapid. That was Rapid Aging Baby. That was episode two. Yeah, yes. I believe their explanation for that as well was the only reason it worked was because she had a muscle relaxant in her, though. Which I guess they just hand wave away this time. Well, John Scott did just come out of the hospital. No, yeah. she had a paralytic in her, which froze all yeah, her muscles. Yeah, sorry. True. Yeah, and that's why they said it would work. Also, like, they see not what he's seeing. They see his, their weird dreamscape sight. Uh, sort of. Right? Like, that's definitely weird dreamscape, Olivia. I know, I know. Uh, I think it's supposed to be Olivia on the freeway. Yeah, on the car, at, at the car crash. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't tell because of all the lens flare. <laughs> maybe, maybe they can get JJ, it because like, his skin was crystallizing, right? Like it was maybe. turning hard as it was translucent, even though he wasn't fully he wasn't fully cured at the time. So maybe yeah. that's how. I'm sure there's a hand wavy explanation for it. Whatever, it works. Yeah, whatever. It, it gets right. the job done. We we yeah. see that Olivia's there. And then and... they also, oh no, that is Dream Olivia because they're like it's tied to a second set of brainwave e echoes, so that must yeah. be Dream Olivia. Yeah, it's Dream Olivia. All yeah, right, Massive Dynamic pulling out some bullshit. <laughs> Massive Dynamics had like a couple months to to figure out their bullshit though, so you know there's there's been some research happening, <laughs> research <laughs> with three quotation marks. Uh, but yeah, we also then get. Uh, uh, told that they must have shared their consciousnesses at some point. Mm -hmm. um, and we hear that uh, Olivia, like, you know, Olivia probably has some of uh, John Scott's memories and probably the memories that they want. Uh, yeah. And we cut away at this point, but you kind of get the feeling that they're like, hmm, we need Olivia now. Yeah. We need to do nefarious things with her brain. Yes. Get some, get some info back. Which is, I'm sure, is all on the up and up. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, they're just gonna walk up. They're gonna be like, "Hey, Olivia, we know you've been seeing John Scott. We just need you to come in. We're just gonna insert a lot of drugs into your body and figure some things out." She goes, "So Walter's methods aren't crazy. <laughs> so this is the norm." 
Load me up with that LSD, baby. Yeah. Well, no, they're going to be like, don't worry. We've got, you know, the, the other Walter Bishop. We've got William Bell. <laughs> he knows the exact drugs to be using because he's not crazy. He invented <laughs> all the drugs we use. Walter just took them. Okay. What happens after this? Where do we cut to? Uh, we uh, cut to, to the hospital. The, yeah, the VA hospital. And Olivia's like, okay. hey, did Raul spend time with people? And the doctor's like, pa- doctor patient confidentiality. Get the fuck out of here unless you have a warrant. And just Olivia really hates getting subpoenas. And then one of the orderlies is like, hey, they were part of the a chess club with three other guys. I don't care about doctor patient confidentiality. Yeah, I'm like, this dude's I getting fired. Like, yeah. I haven't made an oath yet. <laughs> it's massively illegal. I work here part time. That, that dude's getting fired so hard. Like, <laughs> hey, as long as no one snitches. <sighs> oh, oh. <laughs> none of. Uh, all, all of this could not hold up in court. Like, Olivia just got dicked on if this went to court. You're like, how'd you get the name? She's like, orderly told me. And they're like, the what? <laughs> oh, evidence, throw it out. Throw it out. Go, you're free. It's like, that's so illegal. Olivia, not cool. Yeah, it'd probably be better for her if she just said that she had weird memories. <laughs> that would probably go over better in court. I get vibes. <laughs> I'm a psychic. <laughs> that's a different show. Are we talking like mentalist or psych? Psych. Or Warehouse 13. <laughs> also not five seasons. Two of the show. No, Warehouse 13 does have five seasons, and the oh, fifth really? one is pretty not good. Oh, maybe then. Maybe, <laughs> listeners. Maybe that'll be the next show. Find out in four years. <laughs> wow, David, bold of you to throw a plural on the end of that word. Listeners. <laughs> but, anyways... We after after the orderly breaks all of um yeah they track all of them down and it's like oh hey one guy just landed in Providence let's go uh, track him down and then they go to the bank in Providence where they were robbing and they robbed it Walter goes or Peter Peter's on the phone with Olivia at the point and she's like hey they landed in Providence can you ask Walter if he knows if there's a bank in Providence and you know Peter does and Walter's like I can't remember anything you know I don't you know I've been trying I've been racking my brains I know how important this is. And then Peter just thinks about it for a second. And we get, once again, the whole amazing intuition that Peter yeah. has about Walter's brain and all of this. And just goes, hey, Walter, if you were going to rent out a safety deposit box in Providence, which one would you do? And Walter perfectly lists out the exact reasons why we'd only use this one specific yeah. bank in Providence. And then as soon as it happens, he goes, oh, Peter, you're a genius. <laughs> Peter, you madman. <laughs> Uh, they they end up going to that bank. Peter understanding is bad. And it's little moments like those. You were like, ah, they have a relationship. It'll be okay. <laughs> um, and then they the bank was just stolen, and they hop down. It, I think it, Olivia's like, oh, they must have gone through the sewer system, and they end up shooting Eastwick in uh, the guy whose hand was shaking. They shoot him in the leg and manage to capture him, but the rest of them get away. Yep. And we and get we once again this what, this bank being told that it's impenetrable. And, yeah. you know, they're all internal walls. They couldn't have come through any of these walls. And then Olivia's like, but what about the floor? And he's like, oh, there's two feet of solid steel in the floor. And she's like, does that matter? <laughs> and then we see what they've been stealing. And it turns out Loeb is just a construction contractor and needs to survey before they start anything. It's, listen, listen, that, that equipment could be real expensive. He just wanted the fanciest thing he could get. <laughs> And he knew Walter was really, really good in the construction business. Yeah. 
There's a backstory you never get. Walter was a foreman. For years and years, he didn't actually work in a lab. He built the lab. <laughs> uh, and Loeb makes a phone call saying he's coming tonight. And then we cut to the he, which is Jones. Um, and his lawyer has brought him all the stuff he wanted, which was uh, sunscreen, U.S. currency, eye drops, two anti-nausea pills. I think it's like Dramamine or something. And then... Um, he's like, okay, thanks for all this. Uh, come back at 6.30. I'll sign the appeal paperwork. Wear your best suit. Uh, Wear one of your lucky suits. Yeah, no, he's like, here's my tailor. Well, no, he says that in the previous scene. And then oh, when he comes back and he sees he's not wearing it, he's like, ah, so you didn't take me up on the offer of my tailor. And the guy's like, yeah, no, I, I, I like this suit. It's my lucky suit. Yeah, and then he's like, hey, here's one more thing. And then slides a drawing of Olivia Dunham. And you're like, this boy is just a criminal. <laughs> Yeah, you're like, all right, even if they weren't recording things, there's no way that he then goes outside and goes outside and goes, yep, you know, just a, an average meeting, just going to take this note with me. I'm just going to send this drawing of a woman and send it to his associates. I can only assume what they're going to do to her. Yep. It's it's fine, though. They just want to have a, a nice, pleasant little chat. Yeah. And then Wait. Olivia goes in to the interrogation room to have a nice little chat with Eastwick where he's doing the standard prisoner thing saying name, rank, and serial number. Um, but Peter notices that he's suffering from severe radiation poisoning and is like, hey, Olivia, step out. You're a law enforcement official. You can't terrorize him like I can. <laughs> we, we do get, like, this is the second time where we've had Olivia be real shit at, at interrogations. Then Peter's like, don't worry. I'm a, I'm a magician at this. And just walks in and gets the information. To be fair, the last time he beats the shit out of a dude. I think it's different skill sets as well. Peter was always sort of uh, demonstrated as like the people person, like the manipulator kind. Like even yeah. the first time we see him, he's all about making deals. So this is like, this is what he's an expert at. Yes. Peter is very much a con man. Yeah. But yeah, I, re I really like how it, it's great also to see the contrast between this and the last time that he tried to get information out of a guy. Because um, yeah, no, last time he just beats yeah, the shit out of a dude. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, hey, I've got this mug. I'm gonna I'm gonna hurt you if you don't say things. The guy's Countless. like, I'm not saying things. He's like, all right. <laughs> you can't hurt me. He's like, yeah, I can. I'm not a cop. And he just slams the mug down on his knuckles. And you're like, oh, why would you do that? Even though that's not even close to being true, it's a still assault. <laughs> it's so much assault. And he's an FBI like consultant. He is a law enforcement official to a certain no, degree. Not yet at that point. In, in that episode, he's not. At that point, oh, he's, no, he's some not. dude. Yep, he's some dude who walks into an interrogation room, and they're like, all right, I guess he's in there now. Would not hold up in court. Yes. We're, we, we've talked about how Fringe doesn't make it to the courts. <laughs> Everyone just dies. We do also get, at the start of when Peter's now talking with this guy, we get, once again, him going, yeah, no, I know how I could hurt you this time, and explains in pretty good detail exactly what he'd do if he wanted to cause some physical pain. And so that is like, obviously his go-to in these yeah. situations. But then he's like, oh, I don't need to do that. You're in the dead walking phase of radiation poisoning. You'll start to feel better. And then one day you'll just die. Well, no, no you won't soon. feel better. He's like, just be happy. This is the good phase. Very soon, you're going to yeah. have massive internal bleeding. Uh, start vomiting. You'll lose control of everything. And then you'll die. Yeah. It'll be fine. He's like, I can help you, but only if you tell me what I want to know. So the dude's like, okay. Here's where we're going. You maybe. make it sound so chill. <laughs> it is, though. That's all interrogations. I, I will say, all of a sudden, that dude got, like, that dude started asking for things 
very quickly and very specifically. He was like, I need a doctor. No, I need a specialist. I need help. <laughs> well, to be fair, you can tell he's noticed that this has been happening for a little while and it was freaking him out. And then a guy walks in and lists his symptoms. Uh, <laughs> I just thought it was weird that he asked for a specialist. Like, oh, I know, you know this isn't normal. I need a specialist specifically. Hey, man, think about how long it takes from getting a doctor to getting a specialist. That's like a month-long procedure. But, David, also, you have a condition you're pretty sure is caused by you walking through walls. You think a regular <laughs> doctor is going to help you out that much? Or would you rather go to a specialist? Yeah, but a specialist <laughs> implies as well. They're like, okay, what kind of specialist do you want? You want a foot doctor? <laughs> No, the oh, science specialist. Unfortunately, we don't have any walk-through wall disease specialists <laughs> available. I mean, you do. His name is Walter Bishop. Yes. <laughs> um, but he is like, hey, we're going. They were going to a field in Massage in Westford, Massachusetts, and Olivia's looking over a map, and they see Little Hill Field, which was the answer to where does the man live in the in which we meet Mister Jones episode. And so they assume they're going there. They drive out and they're like, we can catch them, we can catch them. And then we cut back to the lab and we get more backstory on when Peter was sick as a boy. Yes. And it was, he had a rare disease similar to Hepia, which was bird flu. A very like strange uh, form of bird flu. And Walter was like trying to cure. And he's like, there was a Swiss physicist, Alfred Gross, who was the only man to ever cure a case of Hepia, but he died in 1936. So Walter devised a time machine so that he could bring Gross into the present to save him and was like, I think I got it working to a certain point. I can't remember, but I know I split it up for a reason. Yes. And the, the entire reason they stopped was because at that point, Peter was safe. Yeah, Peter started getting better on his own. And but like Peter was safe. Uh, Walter does a real suspicious like look around. Yeah, I'm gonna say one like, more time. You... He yeah, was he... safe. Ha ha ha. Thanks. <laughs> I, was, I was like, God damn it, guys. I was personally holding it for a better moment, but this <laughs> is this is your choice. Um, I don't have to respect it, but it's your choice. You can still use yours later, and then David can just cut mine out. <laughs> <laughs> Walter's like, I never had to use it. You started miraculously getting better on your own. But in theory, my science was sound. You could grab anyone from anywhere. Anytime, anywhere. Same bad channel. Same bad time. <laughs> and then they run to, they cut back to Olivia going to Little Hill and... By herself. She's, she's in her own car. Uh, she gets ambushed by three SUVs and they run her off the road. And she gets shot with a tranquilizer and captured and gets dragged off. And then uh, we go to science prison and Jones is checking his watch and filling out the paperwork. And then he gets up behind his lawyer and just kind of like breaks his neck real casual. With like, it's such a good flourish. Um, this this was something like when I, when I watched this with uh, another one of my friends, um, both of us got caught up on the flourish um, that David Robert Jones does with this. And we just laughed at it for like hours. Because it's, it's so casual, but it's also like, you know, he like sticks the landing afterwards. Like, it's almost like he's in like the next snapping Olympics. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> it is a good snap. And then he, he's ready to catch him like immediately. Yeah, no, like he's, he's going for that nine or 10 for the judges. 
Like there's no like, whatcha? Oh, look, I snap my hands really far apart. It's tight. It's controlled, and he's there for the reception. It's it's, it's great. Yeah, such a he's he's really good at football. <laughs> yeah, and then we see why he wanted his lawyer to get a new suit because then he takes his clothes. <laughs> Which, such a dick move. I know the guy's dead, but then you just strip him naked to be found in this prison cell. I mean, this also has to make you wonder, is that why he told him to go to his tailor so the suit would be ill-fitting him, but perfectly fitting for Jones? I really like to think that's what it was. Was he's, like, his, Even his tailor's sure. in on the take. <laughs> oh, 100%. If he was like, hey, tell him I sent you the tailor's like, gotta make him a suit, gonna kill this guy. <laughs> uh, he then he like puts on the suit and takes the pills puts the money and all the stuff in his pocket and then just squirts the sunscreen and starts putting it on his face and like all the exposed skin. Uh, and then kind of like tucks himself into the corner and waits. And this big beam of light comes out and back at little Hill Loeb's team has set up like this ring shaped thing. And that's what the uh, surveyor like thing is for. And they basically just teleported uh, Jones out of prison, which seems like a lot more effort when you can walk through walls to be fair, there would have been a lot of walls that they had to walk through. We're also one of the things that like they don't really mention too much when they say like that. Oh, we hope we had one more charge on the on the uh, thing. I don't know if it's actually rechargeable or if it's just like they get like a certain number of times total um, where they can uh, where they can use this equation before the science changes too much. No, that wouldn't make sense. You're I right. think, but also, are you like? <laughs> I think they probably only had one charge on them left, like. Yeah. Battery-wise or something is how I thought it was working. Maybe. Maybe the batteries are really expensive. You know, worth <laughs> more than a human life. Just like Maybe. real printer ink. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the teleport goes off successfully, by the way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, we've... It's like, hey, we have Olivia Dunham and Jones is like, let's not keep her waiting. Snarky, snark, snark. Those um, exact but words. We do, we do also get... Uh, before before we see Jones meet up with Loeb, um, we have Broyles accusing Dina Sharp of uh, abducting Olivia Dunham, which is completely fair because earlier on in the episode, you're like, oh God, Massive Dynamics going to take Olivia. <laughs> and then she gets taken and you're like, God damn it, Massive Dynamics, why'd you do this? And Nina's like, oh, I am so concerned. Let me help you find her. Yes. But like with more care. Enough care that you're like, well, maybe, or she's just a really good actor, and that's why she's at the level in the company that she's at. Yeah, this is also true. Um, and yeah, no, we uh, end the episode there. It's one of the first episodes where the, it ends with everything going wrong. Like, yeah, this is kind of their first. Yeah. yeah, this is their first two-parter. Yeah, and I, I don't know if I'd call it a two-parter. Yeah, but... I wouldn't say the next episode is a continuation of this. It's just a cliffhanger that it picks up on. Exactly. Like, we've got a whole other story happening. No, because a two-parter is one story that's spread over two episodes. Okay, a one-and-a-half-parter, then. That's, yeah, <laughs> oh, I'd agree to that. Yes. There's lots that is still from the old one, but we do have a new, uh, a new story yeah, happening. because the next yeah. episode doesn't really con- connect back aside from the beginning of it. Like, the rest of yeah. it is a separate story. This is true. This yeah. one, we're just left wondering, like, is Olivia safe? What's going on with Jones? Okay, yeah. uh, that leads us to ratings. So, what do you guys think of this episode as? Uh, it has more David Robert Jones and fun science, so that's a four <laughs> and a half out of five. <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd I'd agree with that. Maybe like a four or four and a half. This is a good episode as well. We're in a good stretch of episodes. 
Yes. Yes. He's got, there's a there's a couple really solid episodes, in, and this is this is a great one. I really like. I really enjoyed this one as well. Um, yeah, probably probably around a four for me. And yeah. All right. What is our uh, hint? Oh. Uh, let me let me let me see if I can figure out what the hint was. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. I've got I've got what the hint was. It's okay. even worse. Uh, <laughs> so the hint there is a symbol. Um, <laughs> that was seen on the dreamscape on the side of a van. Um, well, fuck that noise. That matches the symbol <laughs> directly related to this episode because, you know, why not? And even the photo that they have of it is blurry. Like, you can tell it was on the screen for so little time that it, like, mm, it it's so looks annoying. It like assassin symbol from Assassin's Creed. It really does. And <laughs> if I'm being honest... That back. Yeah. <laughs> The cipher for this episode is trade, which makes sense. Yeah, yeah. we've got yeah. you know a, a trade, essentially a well, it's not really a prisoner exchange happening. <laughs> it's an unwilling prisoner exchange. <laughs> it's an unwilling prisoner exchange in that one party gets two people, the other party gets zero. <laughs> it's a prisoner exchange with society. Okay, <laughs> David Robert Jones is no longer a prisoner, and Olivia is. <laughs> Uh, the some would call observer, it the worst trade deal. Observer is on the security monitor right before it gets shut down in the very beginning of the episode, <laughs> which seems like kind of a cop out. Yeah, like almost like they might have filmed this one before adding all the observers and went, "Fuck, we need to put in an observer," and that's oh, an easy pl- place to put one. He's he's on for like a second and a half. Okay, well, that's it's, gross. No, it's not long at all. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, I think that's everything for this episode, then. Yeah, yeah, uh, I think uh, so. Nick, bring us out. All right, well, um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, as always, um, you can catch us both on Podbean and on Apple Podcasts. Um, you Please feel free to send us an email or tweet at us. Our Twitter is at uh, Forsaf, um, F-O-U-R-S-A-A-F. Uh, I don't know why I. You really struggle to get that out there. Uh, um, um, spelling words. Uh, uh, <laughs> or you can also to us um, by email at forsaf uh, at gmail dot com. Uh, and yeah, uh, catch us next week when we talk about uh, Bound. All right, have a good week, everyone. Outro. The theme music for Four Seasons and a Funeral is Algorithms by Chad Crouch and is licensed under an attribution non-commercial 3.0 Creative Commons license.